Here we go. Here we go. One more Dominion Conversations coming to you live from the household of God. And so we have Nick Gertz again with us. And we have Boris Schneider. And we're before the great cloud of witnesses. And um, this is, this is kind of like the icing on the cake for me when we have these conversations. It's the fifth in a row. And um, it's, I think, the greatest joy to my heart because there is an unveiling and an uncapping of the Word of God that can only happen when the guys are in town. And um, Sunday mornings, I teach a, a full message and then I'll have Boris recap. And every time Boris recaps, I keep thinking, we should have another conversation soon. And so here, the Lord made a way for us to get together. And um, what the theme is that I was impressed with, and it bore witness within Boris and Nick, was to talk about revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is knowledge that is disclosed to us by the Holy Spirit. It is knowledge that is really supernatural understanding. And it is granted to us as we read the word. And I'm not talking about just a kind of like a casual glance over, but it's more like a delving. And when you recognize that the word of God, the Bible is our life, it's not just a, a book of good moral standards, although of course it is, um, but it is more than just that. It's not just morality. It's really living divine life. And so within the scripture, we find mysteries are being opened up, how to walk out the dominion that we have in Christ or the victory that we have in Christ. And so I had started Sunday a theme that I believe the Lord will, will have me continue to teach on, on revelation knowledge. And I believe the title was The Light of Knowing Him, that the way we know God, it is through revelation knowledge. And that our carnal mind really has no comprehension of the divine. The carnal mind touches the world and the way the world works. But with our spirit man, we touch God. And this word is an edification to our spirit man. This word is really the fuel and the sight to our spirit man. And so when we situate ourselves in the word of God, we are really placing ourselves in life. And then life gets disclosed to us. So how do we live a Christian life? How do we know what's right versus what's wrong? How are we led of the Holy Spirit? All of it is really a function of our spirit man. It's a leading that comes through an unction. It is a leading that comes through a discernment of the word of God. And so I wanted to read Ephesians chapter 1, a verse, verse 17 in particular. This is what Paul prays to the believers in the church of Ephesus. And after he had heard of their, here in verse 15, we see it, if we go to 115 Ephesians. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. And then he writes out the prayer. He writes out the prayer. And what the prayer is about is really an unveiling of spiritual sight 
that we will know who we are in Christ and that we will know who Christ is in us. And so he goes in verse 17, this is the prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And so the focus here is in the knowledge of him. The revelation is required to know God. He didn't say, I'll pray that you study a little bit more. I'll pray that you go to um, another uh, success seminar. He said, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding be opened up. That you walk in this divine wisdom and if we break up some of the words here that where he says may that God would give us the spirit of wisdom and that word is Sophia and I looked it up I looked it up on Sunday and it is skill in using wisdom let me just land on it the spirit of wisdom and it is skill wisdom the word study of Sophia is the art of using wisdom. And so he's praying that God would grant us a spirit of knowing how to walk out wisdom, which really is practical Christian living. And then in Revelation, Revelation that is an unveiling, an uncovering, and in the knowledge of him, and the word in the knowledge of him is what I wanted to focus on. And it is, where's my verse? It just, I just jumped here. Ephesians 1, 7. I think as you, as you kind of jump through that and look yeah. at what you're finding, I think it's important to kind of dial it back and, and kind of what we're focusing on, what our, our goal of today is, is to go through Ephesians and, and we read that Paul is commending the church in Ephesus. And he's saying, you know, ever since I've heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, he says, I continue to thank God every single day for you. So what we want to do is we want to place ourselves in the same place that the Ephesians were in because they were doing something right. So we need to figure out how to do what they were doing and do that correct for our own lives. But not only were they doing something right, but Paul said, I ask God every day that he give you this wisdom. And this is the revelation that you're you're breaking down for us in in, in the Greek and, mm -hmm. and all of that. And so essentially, I mean, it's it's important to have good faith and, and strong faith. And and that's that's a key because without faith, it's impossible to please God. We know that. But Paul is saying that I've heard of your strong faith and I pray God. <laughs> Pray to God so that you have this revelation so that can carry on. And so that really is, is what we're pressing for today is, is, you know, we have faith in God, but we're looking for that next step. We're looking for that revelation to take our, our Christian faith to the next level. Yeah, and the next level is really to walk out that which we believe. Yeah. Because I think growing up in church, um, going to church, we hear so many messages and we... We, we recognize that there is a standard which is accessible to us, a standard of excellence, a standard of success, a standard of well-being that we know in Christ we have access to. But then we walk away from that message, from that sermon, and we're like, well, how do I do it? 
How do I tend to that which is mine in Christ? And so this is what we're talking about. So how do you really mature your faith? We know that maturity comes from eating right and exercise, right? So we eat right by eating the word of God and it births faith. And then by exercising our faith, we are maturing our faith. And the way we exercise our faith is through this knowledge of God. And it's the word epignosis. And the word study of that is that it is, first, it is contact knowledge, meaning it is firsthand experiential knowledge. It is, it is a knowing when you are walking in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is disclosing your next step. When you walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit and he leads you in the word of God and you, and you take this word as truth and you really immerse yourself, you immerse yourself in the truth of the word of God, you are actually undergoing a transformation, what we call the renewing of the mind. And when we renew our mind, we are actually putting on the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is the word of God. Right. So that so then it's displacing our carnal understanding. It is displacing that I have to do this in order to do that, in order to attain to that. And so we're no longer jumping through hoops. We're no longer feeling condemned because we're not walking what we think we should walk in, but we are actually leaning into God, trusting the lead of the Spirit, that He is my sufficient guide and that He'll disclose my next step as I abide in the Word because the Word has inherent power to be walked out, to be walked out on earth. And I have a little um, devotional actually I read on Sunday in my message regarding this word epignosis that is really the highest form of knowledge. And the, the man of God that wrote this, he talked about three different levels of, of revelation, the first being gnosko, and that is a, a, a revelation that the word of God is truth, meaning, and the example that he gives in this devotion is the virgin birth, right? So the Christmas time and the Christmas stories that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and endured her and, and she became, um, she conceived, she carried that divine seed of Christ within her. And we know that um, Jesus was born, right? And so when we have the Holy Spirit in us, it bears witness. That's the truth. Although our mind is like, well, how can it be? How can it be? And so that, that first level of, of revelation is called Gnosko, where you just believe. You, you realize, you know, the story of Noah and the ark, that is true. How did it happen? I don't need to know in terms of uh, how big was the ark and, you know, that some intellectual minds kind of dwell into there. But for me, it just settles. It's truth. And then the next level is once you know that the word of God is truth, you come into the sense of an awareness that you are now born again, that you are now a brand new creation, that you are now a child of God. And at that moment, you walk in awareness and, and the, the devotion, it's, it says, it's kind of like you enter into a dark room and you turn the light on. And at that moment, you know exactly what is yours in Christ because you are a child of God, because you are born again. And I think that that's 
really where a lot of us are at is where we have a sense of awareness that we are born again, we are children of God, and that we have an inheritance in Christ. But the next moment is, how do I appropriate? How do I walk out that which I know is mine? And that's where this next moment is epignosis. It is a growth of understanding that is developed through our participation. So let me read this here. It says that in order to enjoy the blessings of God, we have to participate in this awareness. And this is another kind of knowledge, which the word, the Greek word is epignosis. And epignosis is knowledge with participation. It is revelation knowledge that comes to you full through your participation in the knowledge. You understand how to apply the knowledge that you have received and the power behind the revelation. And this is really a work of the Spirit where you have so disconnected from your carnal logic that you're solely led by a divine understanding. And you do things where you might say, oh, why did I do that? You, you drive and you suddenly you have a sense to, to go this way. And you realize you just missed a car accident, right? Like you, you, or you, you, you just, you, you, you have a sense to call so-and-so and then it's like, oh, they needed prayer. Um, that, that walking out is what we're made to be in Christ. We are a spirit man and our spirit man is to be led in this divine knowledge of Christ. And um, it comes through the meditation of the word of God. So the more we read with understanding, the more we're really subduing our carnal mind and conforming our thoughts with the thoughts of Christ. I think it can be like a very simple kind of analogy of, of what this is. Because when you talk about the Word of God, when you talk about spiritual things, sometimes a lot of the time your mind just is not used to it. So you kind of brush it aside. You can't really have a, a physical analogy for that. Mm -hmm. But like, let's say any academic topic that you are interested in if you begin to dive into a certain sector of biology, let's mm -hmm. let's say, and you, you dive into it and, and then you, you break it down even deeper and you go even deeper and deeper and deeper, and you can go to a PhD le level or a doctorate level, and every single time you, you study it, you find new things. How have scientists for years constantly learning new things every single day? Because they're constantly diving in, diving in, diving in. Right. And I think it's the same way where in Christianity, we always say to ourselves, like, God, I want more. Like, I want more revelation. How do I get more? Mm -hmm. But we're not diving in to find more. And so what I think what we really need to do, and Paul is saying this, he's saying, I pray for you constantly asking God to give you spiritual wisdom. And then he says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. And then he says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. And he goes on to say that this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. So, I mean, if we're able to just, just pause for a second and dive into the word of God and we ask ourselves, like, even if like you just take one passage of scripture that as you're reading through in a plan, you, you find mm -hmm. one passage and it re resonates with you. You just kind of read it over and over and over. And I'll guarantee you that by the time you get into that verse, you'll start seeing things that you've never seen before. 
And this is how, I mean, like pastors or, or anyone, uh, scholars of the Bible, this is how they find stuff. Um, and it's just like, like I said, in biology or, or any science or any academic topic, it's the same idea. Yeah. And so what we really need to do is just constantly dive in to understand the greatness of God and the power of, of what we have in front of us called the Bible. Right. It's during that light switch on, right? So we know the word is light and the more you delve into light, the more you see. And the more you see, the more you understand. So what would be, let's say, an enemy to what you just said, Boris? What would be the biggest challenge to going deeper in the Word? Well, I think there's there's plenty. I mean, obviously, the number one would be Satan, who, who knows the power of this and doesn't want us to get into it. And so because of that, you know, whenever you create a reading plan or create something, you always somehow lose five hours off your day because you don't have time to read the Bible. Or you, you know, there's always something else to do. So I think that right there, it's just mm-hmm. like when you create it to be a task, like you never want to do a task, whatever that task is. Like if you if you treat the Bible as a chore, you're not going to want to do it or read it. Um, but if it's something that you begin to truly um, like you break into it, like once you start really getting into it, it's going to be it's going to create a, a hunger for it mm-hmm. that, uh, that wasn't there before. Yeah. Want to say something? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So, after watching your message Sunday, mm-hmm. this is kind of coming to me now too, right? So the third knowledge, mm-hmm. which has to do with that participation, yeah. And you kind of gave a warning on Sunday, yeah. Being where this is um, the revelation of knowledge is crucial because of the third one where you have to participate, right? And if you don't participate, then you are basically you're at like a spot where you're staying like not you're not growing deeper. That's right. And you're only going to be at a certain level. And what happens at a certain level is if you don't go deeper, you start having thoughts, like you said, like you kind of take the pressure off. You're like, oh, like I'm good for a bit. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, I don't have to push in. Or, oh, I can just do something that I wouldn't usually do because you feel like you're at a place where you don't have any more outs to grow because it goes back to what you're saying about your mind. Mm-hmm. You're, you're viewing that from like your your mind, your karma thoughts. Like you're not viewing it from like the uh, your spirit. Yeah, that's you know right. what I mean? So that was like, a, like when even on Sunday, like when you said like, that was like your warning to us is like, yeah. that's what hit home with me. Cause I was like, when I reflect and like contra- compare and contrast of like what I've been doing, right. I'm like, you know what? Like I haven't been using that third knowledge. Right. Cause the first two you said, like the first two you can, it's like, you can, you, you need the spirit, but you can sure. also kind of like understand it with your mind. Right. But if like the third knowledge, you have to fully understand with your spirit and not be able to, you won't be able to understand with your mind at all. Right. And like, even for me, like, I was like, I've been trying to understand too much with my mind and you almost box, you know, Christianity into something that you think that can be understood yeah. and it, it can't really. No. And I think that really is nailing on the head what Paul is going on about here, where he, he says, you know, ever since I heard your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. You know, I believe if he stopped there and didn't write the rest of Ephesians, mm-hmm. I believe that church would have died very shortly after because they would have said, man, Paul is the man, you know, he is the traveling apostle. He just said, we made it. We made it. Like that's it. We, we have accomplished Christianity. We have checked all the boxes. That's right. God's happy with us. No need to push forever. Right. But after that, like that's, that was very early on in chapter one. After that, he, he goes on to, to say, you know, I pray also that you continue to dive in. Mm -hmm. You continue to continue to, and think about it, he finishes with what? Ephesians 6, right? Which is what? The armor of God. Yeah. The Staying armor, strong. Right? Take, 
um, if we go to uh, 6.13, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. That's the press, right? So, And yet he starts the letter with commanding them, good job, but you need to go further now. And I think the enemy that I perceive that has been something I've had to overcome is familiarity with the Word of God. So knowing uh, the Christmas story, knowing about Noah and the ark, you know, coloring books, you know, the just having heard so many messages, so many sermons on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, And you you come to a moment is because you've heard it so many times, you think you know it, and that really paralyzes you. That's really where you're in the awareness mode, right? You are aware that it's yours, but the frustration is you don't know how to walk it out. And that's where many depart from the faith because like, it's not working. Right. Because they thought they're so far ahead and the enemy snapped from left field, tripped them up. And because they weren't planted solid in the word because they thought they knew it, there, it, there was shallow ground. It was shallow ground. And so, the, like Boris says, the more you read the, the word, the more the Holy Spirit is cultivating the spirit of desire to want to, to walk it out, to want a transformation of your thought process. Like I find, you know, on a daily basis, if I bumped in, into the same thought 10 times, the same thought 10 times, here it is again, here it is again. I'm like, I need a change. Obviously, my thinking process needs to be renewed. So I got to bring that down. I can't be bumping in the same thoughts every time because I know I have dominion in Christ. So why am I not uh, putting it down? Why am I not bringing it down? And oftentimes for me, it's because the meditation was insufficient. And it's not about beating myself down. It's about realizing, you know what? I have dominion and I'm made to walk it out. So how do I walk it out? The word has power. It's alive, it's quick, it's active. It has an ability to show me the way and to subdue all things. I, I love, um, do you have something worse to add to that? I might look at Colossians. I just kind of carrying on the fact of how we're never to plateau. I think we're always to find ourselves in an area that we're able to grow. Like you, you need to surround your people who are also pushing towards the same goal. Yeah. Um, you know, this was a this was a whole church that Paul was encouraging. Um, so I think it's important to find yourself in a place that's willing to grow, and also like in your own time, be willing to grow. Um, I find it interesting how Paul in in verse uh, or chapter two. Um, starts and says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Like, it's, it's just interesting the contrast, how he goes, like I said, from talking about their strong faith, talking about how they're doing everything right. And then, but he has to bring it back. Like, he, you know, when you put things in context, you're never to look back at your past, but if you ever feel in a moment that you're plateauing, it's important to bring it back to the basics and say, you know, at one time I wasn't, following God the way I should have been, or maybe at one time I wasn't following God at all, look at where I am now, and that should be your motivation to carry on and move forward. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just really important to always bring things into context and never never feel like you have it all or you've, you've made it, because you never have, right? I think it's uh, I think that's a, a very important key for for this, this type of, of revelation knowledge, where it's always, always ever-growing, always changing. 
Well, that's what Paul says in, in Philippians, right? That he's uh, one thing he does in Philippians chapter 3, 12. Not that I have already attained. This is Apostle Paul. Yeah. Wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He says, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected. I'm not fully mature yet, he's saying, but I press on that I may lay hold, that I may lay hold that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So here he wants to lay hold of that which he knows it's his in Christ. So this is, this is the knowledge of revelation. This is the understanding, the application of how to walk out this Christian faith, this resurrection life that is in us. And so he says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I, I do is I forget those things which are behind and I reach forward to that which is ahead. I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And, and this is the constant forward press, right? Um, I was thinking of Colossians 1 in verse, in verse 9, going back to this um, divine knowledge that um, is an application knowledge of our Christian faith. He says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask. And again, he has heard good things regarding the church in close. It's here. It says, as um, you also learn from, as you also learn from Ephesus, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the spirit. So this gentleman declared to Paul the, the church in Colossus' love in the spirit. So because Paul has heard that, it moves him into prayer again, right? And this is the prayer. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Like we heard some good things about you guys. So now we're going to pray more earnestly that you continue in these good things. And this is the prayer to ask and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge. And this is the knowledge, epignosis, to be filled with the knowledge of his will, to know how to walk out his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord. The only way we can walk worthy of the Lord is that we'll understand his will for our lives. And the way we understand his will for our lives is through this revelation knowledge that comes from us situating ourselves in these streams of truth. And right. as we meditate, it's quickening our inner man. And our inner man knows what to do. The inner man knows how to subdue the carnal man. And that's why in Ephesians, Paul writes, um, Where's Ephesians? This just came to me here. That if we walk in the spirit, we're not going to fulfill the lust of flesh. So when, when we are yielded to the spirit and we're walking worthy of the Lord in the spirit, we're not fulfilling the lust of flesh. So we're no longer beating ourselves upside the head. Like, I messed up again. I messed up again. So, but you also made mention of when you're reading the Bible. Because mm -hmm. you said like you meditate on it. Yeah. And you don't want to just read to read it. Right. So what do you, like, what's some, like, how do you, like, go sit down to read it, but really, like, absorb it and not just take it for, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
you know, when I got born again, it's only it's it's, it's like almost like I I, I, I like I, I recognize the divinity of the words. Like I I was really well read and um, academically inclined, and had done really well in school, and so I knew how to read. Right. I knew how to read. Um, but there was always this sense of wanting to understand. And so when I became born again, I understood the divinity of the word. And I, I, I understood that the Holy Spirit speaks through the word. And so I purposefully inclined my ear to hear. So, so, um, let's see, um, like in here, in Ephesians 5, 1, you know, I, 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 I'll read in, like in the, like I'll pause as I read, it says therefore, something, okay, therefore, right, of course, he, he explained because of what he just said earlier, um, but um, the way to be kind to one another, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven us, and he says, therefore, be imitators of God. And so I'll just, I'll just meditate the goodness of God. I'll just, I'll just, as I read, I'll meditate what he's done for me. And he says, be imitators of God. And so I'm like, you've been so good to me, Lord. And it's not like I get this, like I must be good to someone else. But I open my heart to his goodness and it, it almost like makes me want to be good. Right. So I don't do it out of an art. Or I should, you know, God's been so good to me. I should be good to someone else. It's like, God, you're so good to me. And I imitate you because you're so good to me. So I will naturally imitate you. So for me, it's like I take it like because God is in me. So I can do it. I don't have to do it like I must do it. It's he's in me and he wants to do it. So it will be very easy for me to imitate him. Because he's so good to me. And so I allow that to really overwhelm me. So be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. And I think of walk in love. You know, I, I walk in God and God is love. And as I walk in him, then he'll show himself through me. And then, then my next thought is the way he'll show himself through me is by me knowing him better that he is love. Because when you know God as love, it transforms you into allowing him to be seen that way. Right. So it's totally bypassing, I should, I shouldn't have, I must. It's like, I want to. And I am. Right. I think it really is just a mindset change of like, when you're reading it to reading it, to read it. Um, it's usually like, okay, I'm going to read verses like chapters two to three today, or, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just, that's in different times of your life. Maybe you need to meditate on, on one thing or whatever thing. So when you read it to get something out of it, like when you understand that this is time spent with God and that like when you're reading something from this will resonate with you. I think that everyone has different walks of life. So different things are going to dif resonate differently, different people. So maybe sometimes you're just going to have a reading plan until you come across that one verse that really resonates and then you just stay on that. 
Um, and then I think there's other times where if you if you know the Bible and you've been around it for a long time and you have a verse stuck in your head, you're like, well, I wonder what the context of that verse is. You dive mm-hmm. into it, read the verses before, read the verses afterwards. And uh, and then you can even, if you want to, dive into different translations. Just I think everyone has different ways of dissecting the word. But what ultimately it comes down to is we are to look for for guidance when we're reading this. We aren't yeah. just reading it to read it we're to look for yeah his voice we're looking yeah we're here to look for his his voice when we read it ultimately because what i was saying is how he just backed it up because it wasn't in my mind what the rest of the saying is but i i talked about how i ponder who he is to me and that's where he comes around um you know going back to ephesians 5 here verse 2 and walk in love as christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So when you know him as love of who he is to you, you're conforming to his likeness. And it's totally by the Spirit. But you're taking your carnal mind and you're subjecting it to the Word. And I, I like what Bor says, there will be times where you really need to train yourself in discipline and do the plan. And as you mature in the word, he'll lead you into, he wants to read just Ephesians. He'd like you to read, you know, Colossians. I spend a lot of time in Colossians. Um, But the movement of the spirit is freedom, but it's also discipline. I think ultimately too, like a lot of times, I think um, the modern church often looks to people's interpretation, like just to, to people, like, They'll be like, oh, I wonder what, like when they think they're dissecting the word, they'll they'll go on YouTube and, and then try to figure out like, oh, I wonder what so-and-so's take on this verse is, or I wonder, I wonder what this well-known preacher thinks about this verse. But ultimately at the end of the day, like that's excellent for the new believer. But the Bible specifically says that we are to study to show ourselves approved so that when we listen to sermons, we're able to discern what the truth is and what is not true. So what we need to do as Christians, as as mature Christians, because there's a time and place to, to listen back. I'm not saying anything like mm-hmm. that, but what you need to do to develop your own faith and get into that third level of, of revelation knowledge is to understand for ourselves what these verses are meaning and what they mean to us. Mm-hmm. And and once we are able to understand that, once we're able to dive in for our, for our own sake, then we're able to, to then get a second perspective and and just you're, you're, you still have to base it off the word of God. But um, once you realize you for yourself, that's person. right, you can get confirmation and stuff. And I think that really is what will develop your own self. Like, for example, if you read a verse and, and you're like, wow, I see that. I wonder, I wonder if anyone else has seen that. And like maybe you talk to someone, they saw the same thing. Or you mm-hmm. hear um, your pastor talking about it later on down the road. Or like, that confirmation, I feel, is is a huge Part of Christianity that is what's going to develop your faith mm-hmm. when you're finding stuff for your own sake and then God will confirm that mm-hmm. um, I think that really is is part of reading well, the scriptures it's attesting to you the Holy Spirit is showing that you're hearing from God yeah so it's building your confidence in hearing and I think like I just well, as you were talking about uh, Colossians there Colossians um, I go into chapter 2 and verse 6 I just kind of saw this mm-hmm. highlighted from another time But it says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him, 
And verse 7, it says, Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in truth you are taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. And then it continues to say, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking. High-sounding nonsense. Um, yeah. Human thinking. Yeah. So human this, thinking can produce high This <laughs> exactly is what we were talking about, where we are to let our roots grow deep, we're to understand and develop for ourselves and not allow anyone else to sway us. And the, like, how do you know if someone's swaying you? Well, you need to be well-versed in the Bible to be able to do so. That's right. And so it all builds up to that, that full circle, strong Christian lifestyle. Yeah, I just wanted to read this, this uh, wrap-up of the Epignosis, the little devotional I had read on Sunday. Um, and the man of God had written that functioning with Epignosis, this, this, this knowledge, this divine knowledge will bring you. So functioning from this place of understanding, of application of the Word of God, will bring you to a realm where you operate in the fullness of God, and that is the will of God for you. And, and he's quoting from Ephesians 3.19, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. No wonder the Apostle Paul prayed in Colossians 1.9 for God's children to be initiated into this kind of knowledge. And this is the verse, Colossians 1.9. For this cause, which actually I read, we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This is really the victory that has overcome the word because this is what faith is. Faith comes from the hearing and the hearing of the word of God. And so as you're hearing and abiding in the word of God, the Holy Spirit is opening up your ears and moving and saturating your heart to out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks and you have what you say. So it's not a parroting of verses, but it's a divine reality of truth that comes through the meditation of the Word of God. Right. Yeah. So it's not even just, you know, the flipping of the switches. You read and you read and you, you listen to messages, but the next moment is you participate in that truth. And really no man can do that for you, but it is your willingness, it's your submission to truth that moves you into the works of faith, that moves you into the acts of, 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 of faith, the action of faith. And that is really a supernatural action. That is really the demonstration of the Holy Spirit through a vessel. That's where you find the working of miracles and um, healing is in this lead of the Holy Spirit. Right. Ooh. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. And I find it interesting too, like we're in Christianity, when you read the Bible and you're, you're looking for this revelation, it's not something that God has hidden from us mm -hmm. that we are to look for. And like, you know, it, it's like a struggle. It, but what actually happens is we're coming from a natural based lifestyle. Like we are born into sin. We are born into a natural world mm -hmm. and so what we now what we now need to do is is refocus ourselves and relearn the ways of the spirit and i think like it's interesting as you read through the bible it says that god has revealed these secrets to us he has revealed like for example in ephesians chapter 1 verse 9 it says god now has revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding christ 
a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And we now know that that was Christ coming down to the world, dying and saving us from our sins. But so many things that God has revealed to us, all we need to do is do our part and dive in to, to then have that revealed to us, um, to our, our knowledge. And so I think that's a really kind of reassuring thing. It's, it's encouraging for us because it's all here in the Word. We just need to do our due diligence and, and look for it. Yeah. Um, just here as you were speaking, Jesus' words in, in Mark chapter 4, uh, 10, he's talking about, uh, you know, he's, um, the soul sows the word, the parable, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in verse 10, but when he was alone, uh, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable and he said to them, to you, to his own, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom. It's been given to us yeah. to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. And so, right, so when we approach it from, it's not a task, but it's an open door. It's an open door of a divine reality. I think the, mine. the parables are an excellent um, analogy there because, because as we know, the parables... Jesus said, for those who, whose ears are closed, they're not going to understand what this means. But for those whose ears are open, yeah. they will understand. And I think that's the same thing with, with the Bible and with, with Christianity. It's all there for us. But unless our ears are open and we're looking for it, we're not going to find it. And I think, I think that's the exact parallel. Is, no, uh, with, parallel, with parables. Well, that's what he could use from there. Jesus yeah. said that seeing they may... may Seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and, and their sins be forgiven them. So, yeah, to those that have ears, let them hear. And, and in Christ, we have his ears to hear, but we can't harden our heart. And the word is what is, has that pounding effect to soften our heart to hear his voice. So we can walk out his voice. Right. Amen. That's good. That's it. Anything else, big guy? No, I think that's... You want to close it off? I think in summary, we're to never be content. Like, well, we're to yeah. be content, but we're not to be content with our knowledge or with our with our Christian walk. Like, we're never to pause and say, okay, I've made it. Never get too comfortable. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Always stay uncomfortable. That's right. Yeah, and always, be familiar. Always jumping to the deeper end. Like, mm -hmm. we're always to be... Um, content with what we have and, and, and our, our lifestyle, but we're and thankful for it. But like Nick said, we're always to be pushing ourselves to that next step to the deeper end. And so I think today what we need to do is just check ourselves and, and analyze how we've been reading the word and if we've been reading it just to read it or if we've been reading it to pull knowledge and understanding and wisdom um, for ourselves and our walk with Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for making time again Thanks. for another conversation. Yeah. And uh, until next this time, this is it. Till next time, yeah. that's right. Uh, what's the final word, Nick? <laughs> I love you guys. Stay tuned. We're gonna be back in the new year. Have a Merry Christmas, amen. That's, that's right. It. Bless you. Thank you.